Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 710, recorded live on January 15th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who seems to be cold, Dave Pillay. What do you mean, seems to be? And the man who wasn't feeling cold until Dave mentioned it, and I'm now in a sweater, Andy Lowe, hi. I'm in a Costco? No. Nordstrom. There we are. A, a Nordstrom hoodie, uh, which is a, like, gray waffle pattern with Sherpa-like um, fabric on the inside. Thank you. Lining. Okay. What's what's your sweater? Oh, also, I have a blanket on my lap, and I have a uh, uh, heating pad on my feet turned up. I about see. halfway. So, yes, I'm cold, Andy. How are you? I, I I wasn't cold, but now I am cold. I was, you know, I was fine. And then you mentioned it being cold, and I'm sitting here going, like, you know what? It actually is kind of chilly here. And I'm also, yeah, you know, no, drinking them. chilly. I'm drinking a Mountain Dew that was in the fridge, so that's probably not helping. So, yeah, definitely not. But, you know, probably 11 p.m. is kind of too late for coffee, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, unless you're driving across country. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, that's when I you started with Coke, and then you went to Mountain Dew, and then it just you just kept on getting then more. You started hammering Starbucks double shots just to stay awake. Yeah, and then you try Five Hour Energy, and you realize how awful that stuff is. Oh my god, it tasted horrible. Ugh. And then for some odd reason, you think trying to eat some yogurt's a great idea with all that acid in your stomach, and that did not go well. No, no, not at all. No, not not one bit. Those mm-hmm. were those were uh, some interesting trips that we <laughs> took there. Yeah, that it, it was a matter of convenience. It was one of those things that's like, oh, I have to spend four hundred plus dollars for a plane ticket. I, I don't really have. <laughs> no, no, we did, and it was not four hundred dollars. The plane tickets would have been significantly more. They were like six hundred and fifty dollars. Ah, yeah, probably, yeah. Especially leaving on a Thursday, coming back on a Monday. If I remember, yeah, the old because the old ones were yeah Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they expanded it to four days, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in my day, <laughs> back when Pax was just Pax, yes, and not Pax West. <laughs> there, there was only one Pax. There was just the one. Oh, it, we were it didn't young even and yeah, it didn't even take over the whole convention center. We were young and foolish. Yep. How are you, sir? Uh it's 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 been a week. Has it been a week? You mean yeah. since we last recorded? Yes. Yes, the, the, there's been 7 days that have yeah. happened. Yes, but um so uh Isaac's room in daycare got shut down again due to another positivity case. So, uh, yeah, Kate and I had to uh, stay at home with him over the week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trying to adjust all the schedules and all that stuff there. And then um, we get a call on Friday that uh, Megan's room had a positivity case now as well. Oh, no. So, yeah, the week that Isaac is going back, Megan, Megan has is, to come home. Yep. Yeah. But they're not making Isaac stay home because Megan was in a room with someone who tested pot. Like, shouldn't shouldn't they both be home? 
Well, uh, no, because they're not showing any symptoms. And so far, when we've done testing on Isaac and Megan, uh, they've been they've okay. come back negative. <clears throat> all right, then. And then, yeah, so it's, you know, trying to figure all the stuff with last week. And now, you know, got to spend tomorrow trying to figure out my next week. And then hopefully Isaac's room, you know, stays open. Yeah, for more than for more than two days. Yep. Welcome to a non-managed pandemic. Yep. Uh, Brian, Beth, we're actually talking about coming out here next month. And that is that's gone. <laughs> Like we're just we I I messaged them a couple of days ago. I'm like, hey, we had talked about February, and they're like, yeah, no, no, that's not a thing. Yeah, and I'm like, good, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> yep, because like you guys have it worse than we do, and we are not doing great. No, yeah, Michigan, Michigan kind of sucks right now. Wisconsin, let me go in the last two weeks so I can see this. Yeah, Wisconsin, last two weeks, uh, we're at a fifteen thousand, almost sixteen thousand case, seven day average. Uh, hold on, let me pull up because there's Michigan. no surprise. There's a COVID, a uh, coronavirus Michigan subreddit. Yeah, and bless. Yeah, you guys are eighteen thousand. Uh, that was for over the last two days, seven day average. I don't know who this guy is. Wayward miner, bless his or her soul, bless their soul. They've mm-hmm. just been doing yeoman's work. They've been keeping track of the seven day average <clears throat> since the beginning. I mean, the New York Times does that as well and posts it. Yes, but he also keeps track of he keeps track of the rank. Oh so, shit! So uh, the lowest seven day average in Michigan was a hundred and nine cases over yeah you know, seven day average. That was back in June twenty eighth of twenty twenty one. Yes. Okay. So that was that was that was number one. That's, that was when we we're like, hey, we've like everything's basically under control and everything sounds great. Yeah, June June twenty eighth, Wisconsin had like an eighty. That was an eighty. 80 case in the seven-day average. Yeah, right now, uh, let's see. Uh, one right week, now we are at 16,000. Uh, we're here, uh, let's see, the 14th, which was the last update, 15,728 was the seven-day average. Yeah, I've got you pegged higher uh, from New York Times. You're at an 18,000 seven-day average. Uh, no, that was the average number on Thursday and Friday was 18,557. That was the two-day average. I mean, Andy, I, I, we have competing data sources because I'm looking at the page. And it says January 14th, Michigan, new cases, 43,263. Seven-day average, 18,283. I'm looking at the Michigan government webpage. Yep. The 14th, last day data was announced. Yep. Over the last two days, 13th and 14th, 37,114 new cases. Average that out over the two days, that's 18,557 over two days. Okay. The seven-day average was on the 12th at 16,239. Let's see, what was the seven-day average? Yes, the seven-day average back then was 16,000. Seven-day averaged on the 14th was 15,728. Yep. As I said, we have competing data sources. I I know, but I I'm I'm wondering where the and the New York Times is getting their data from. Why yeah, why do they have 43,000 confirmed and probable cases? Oh, 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 okay. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Almost a probable number. <clears throat> uh, okay. Oh. Shows positive tests, which differ from positive cases. Okay, so Michigan states uh, 6,234 additional probable cases. Yeah. So add another 6,000 to that. So add, yeah, add another... 
three thousand a day or so. So yeah, that's forty thousand. Well, that's forty three thousand. Yeah, because yeah, thirty seven plus six is forty three. I can do math. <laughs> okay, so I see what the NY the NYT is doing. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. In either case, that's still that's still shit's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on a scale it's of one to bad. ten, that is shit. That is that is a very. Is the one the good one in this case, or is the ten? It doesn't matter, because we're fucked. Yeah. I have so many friends who are getting COVID now. Uh, and like, Paul at work got it. Yep, Chad and at work had it. And part of me was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad, because I was actually supposed to go up to Lansing with Paul, and uh, we're, we're picking up a, um, a server rack from MSU, actually, out of all places. Mm-hmm. A 42-rack server rack. Yeah, 42-unit server rack from MSU for, like, 250 bucks. Nice. Yeah, I know. I was like, yes, please. So, yeah, we were going we to so go up there. you were driving up there, or would have driven up there, with someone who was COVID positive? Yes. So, two hours in the car, round trip, so call it three and a half hours in the car? Uh, no, three hours in the car from, it's an hour 20 from door to door. Okay. So three hours, not a bad estimate. Thank yeah. you. It said three and a half round trip, three hours in a car with someone who is co- who would have been COVID positive had you gone. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, luckily I, like, yeah. by the end of that, I, I say like, you know, luckily for me is the fact that I, you know, I was out last week watching Isaac. So I mm-hmm. didn't really have any interaction with Paul at all outside of, mm-hmm. you know, emails and, and, uh, Google, Google Chats? Is that are they, are they chat? No, no, because it's a commercial product, so it's technically still Hangouts. If I rem- if that's is that correct? I've lost track. <laughs> I I can't figure I can't figure it out. I think it's technically still Hangouts because it's, it's all a, the same thing, but it's not. It's different. It is, and I hate it. Yes, I know. It's it's, it's goddamn annoying when it. it's like okay, I used to literally have just Hangouts. And everything would go through Hangouts. All the Google Voice stuff would go through Hangouts. The work stuff would go through Hangouts. My personal stuff would all go. It was one-stop shopping. It was perfect. And Google just had to just it up. Yep. There's a potential link to a topic here, although I don't know if we actually have it as a topic because... Uh, as as he does, because he's awesome like that, Andy put together the entire topic list. I contributed literally nothing to it. Um, but Google is going after Apple for their messaging um, kind of monopoly, as it were. Messaging monopoly because Google didn't get their... Well, no, okay. So, I was going to say, Google didn't get their stuff together. Right. I'm, I'm, would that be would that be accurate to say it's Apple got the I monopoly mean, with talk. iMessage? Well, no, there there is also a because like Apple identifies Android users on iMessage differently. They get a little green chat bubble, and there's less that you can do with that because you don't have Apple stuff. So Google posted on the Android Twitter. Uh, one sec, here it is. I'm pulling it up. Pulling it up. Uh, where did that's not the thing that I wanted it to be. Where is the Twitter quote? iMessage should not benefit from bullying. Texting should bring us together and the solution exists. Let's fix this as one industry from Google. From the Wall Street Journal, why Apple's iMessaging is winning. Teens dread the green text bubble. (laughs) 
I I feel like yeah. Google, Google is claiming Google, RCS yeah. should be the way forward. Yeah, sure. The carriers are really going to get on that. Yeah, well, especially with Apple being so dominant mm-hmm. and just using iMessage, which that's that's just pure data, isn't it? There's no actual. Yeah, I'm sure it's just data over the network. <clears throat> Yeah, Google man, just they they had their chance sometimes on things and it just didn't work. Yet you know they're still making money hand over fist. So, mm-hmm. so Google's screwing up with messaging. What else is new? <laughs> I feel like that's got to be like a third rail at the company, right? They're like any team that touches messaging is just going to die. Like there, there's too much in there and it's just not worth it. It's it's I I wonder if it's like the same group that supposedly is working on Half-Life Episode (laughs) three. It's like, oh, congratulations. You're a new team lead over here at Valve. It's great. It's great honor. Oh, what what am I working on? You're working on Half-Life two episode three. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Updating resume. All right. Well, this was fun, guys. I'm out of here. Peace. (sighs) Excuse me. Woof. Andy, I am tired. Well, you know what you should do? Drink lots of Mountain Dew and put a, a, put a little bit of um, horseradish vodka in there, because that really gives it a bite. Tell me you are not drinking Mountain Dew with horseradish vodka. I can't do that, Dave. That is gross. Oh my god, I, I finally got to do that line. <laughs> like, I have been waiting <laughs> for years. I'm sorry, uh, Dave. I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you, you, you did get the line wrong, but that's, you know. I know. It's just like, you know, everybody's, oh, Houston, we have a problem. It's not It's not actually what they said. But I mean, but that's the line from the movie, right? The, yeah, that line was famous before the movie. What was the actual line? Uh, I think it was, Houston, we've had a problem. <clears throat> or it was It was something similar to that, too. Or it was, it was okay, something. Okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Isn't it going like, I've read After that. Be- no, no, no. Hang on. After being prompted to repeat, it's, ah, Houston, we've had a problem. Which everybody thought was, we've got so a problem. So people get the tense wrong. Oh, no. <clears throat> Syntax, man. Yep. Uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main B bus undervolt. Yep. Not to mention the entire vessel shaking. <laughs> and I believe going into a slight spin. Yes. There, there was a lot of things wrong at that very moment. <laughs> They're like... There is a lot of shit happening. <clears throat> well, okay then. So, Dave. Yeah, Sandy. My disgusting drink aside, do you want to talk about something on the topic list? That is such a gross drink. I like, it, and it's just regular Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Oh, Andy, why? Because that horseradish bite just kicks me in the face. I mean, granted, as we've mentioned before, and I'm sure we'll mention again in the future, Mountain Dew was originally designed as a mixer, Mm -hmm. specifically to mix with alcohol. But like, oh, oh, horseradish vodka and Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. I feel like a horseradish vodka would be great for a Bloody Mary. Oh, that's that's it's it's that's the intended purpose for it. Yeah, but like anything else, why Dave, you're talking to the guy who at Passover was like, "Oh, horseradish, yes, please." Yeah, a lot of us do that, Andy. I do that. It goes great on matzah. It goes well with the haroset, but like on with Mountain Dew. You're talking to somebody who puts horseradish on his eggs, which is also not uncommon. <laughs> 
I made eggs this morning. I made uh, bacon and eggs. It's really tasty. Uh, okay, so what, Isaac, what do we, we want to talk about? Had, um, Isaac wanted pancakes for dinner tonight, so we did pancakes and hash browns mm. and mm. scrambled eggs. I saw a... We're going to detour into food, and then we'll come back to topics. I tried a new way of making potatoes, and it was incredible. You take a, a russet or two russet potatoes, and you take a skillet, you peel the potatoes, you slice them in a mandolin. So you get these like real thin potato chip sized potatoes. You add butter to the skillet, you shingle the potatoes, and then you put butter on top of it, and then you cover the pan. You wait about five minutes, and you flip the whole thing, and you wait about five more minutes, and you're done. So you're making what, like pan fried potato chips? No, because it's it's like a solid mass of potato. Oh, okay. When I say you shingle the chips, I mean like you're, yeah, yeah, you're like layering a, like, them on. Yeah, yeah, like a ratatouille. <clears throat> sure. It's really good. It was really, really good. Yeah, I actually, uh, I got myself a mandolin for Christmas. Nice. I know. Did you also get yourself a Kevlar glove? Uh, I did not. The, the, the one I got, which I could, would you like me to, uh, review it at a future date? <laughs> is, is that going to be a review? Andy, I, I do not get to control what you review. So if you would like to review your mandolin, you are more than welcome to review your mandolin. I think I will review my mandolin at a future date because I've only had a chance to mandolin a couple of things. Okay. But you should use a Kevlar glove. Well, this one comes with a little handle to yeah, cover. Yeah, I hate the little, the little, like, guards yeah especially since i was trying to at one point uh julianne a uh, baby carrot yeah that get did yourself not work. a kevlar glove they're cheap they're cheap uh, they're cheap and they're good uh, okay amazon he's <laughs> like and eh, let me go look at a kevlar glove how much is this there's a new hotel transylvania movie on prime video Ugh. oh kevlar gloves okay oh one of those things all right that's not bad yeah no they're not yeah okay Back from food. Um, what do you want to talk about? I, I see a pair of topics here that I assume are related about the Xbox One and the PS4. Yes. Do you want to, do you want to tackle both of those? Sure. Let's talk through these. The Xbox One console, which was the console that came after the 360. Yes. So the Xbox One was analogous to the PS4 because the 360 came out the same time as the PS3. Yes. So this was the generation after it. This was the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Wii U generation. <laughs> because that was actually a console. Oh, Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> Pull I the sold my Wii U. Well, yeah, because you have a Switch now, and I mean, why would you keep a Wii U? I don't know why I got a Wii U in the first... I know I got a Wii U in the first place. I wanted to play a certain game, and then I got the Wii U, and I'm like, this console sucks. <laughs> it's like, I got myself a Wii, which was great, until I tried to play it in my bedroom, and I did not have enough room. Not enough space? Not enough space. Oh, no. But the Wii was so good. I know. It really was. It was for a nice, good, open space. No. You didn't need that much space for it. Well, for some of the things, yes. Some of the things, no. Bowling. Probably needed space for bowling. Bowling and tennis and baseball. I got really good at Wii bowling for a little while there. Like, not really good, not, like, competitively good, but I got pretty good. But anyway, okay, so... There was so, the, the Xbox, Xbox One. One and the PS4. And then yes. the Xbox Series X 
their um, newest yeah the one. new the newest one and the ps5 um is is the current generation plus the switch right plus the switch and i have a ps5 and i have a switch and i'm not planning on getting an xbox one ser- or an xbox series x god damn microsoft you're bad at naming things <laughs> what about an xbox series s no it's the same thing it's just less <laughs> also bad at naming things Microsoft needs to lose their right to name things. Someone else gets to name their stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what about the Xbox Series X, Andy? Well, or Xbox One? It's about the Xbox One. Yes, this is the Xbox One S and X, because there were this, there was that there, too, remember? It's the Xbox One and Xbox the X. Xbox One X, yes. Yep. And then the Xbox One S as well. Which is well, different than the Series X and the Series S. Yes. Microsoft. <laughs> See previous note about Microsoft naming things. Yeah. Well, X uh, Microsoft has now uh, discontinued the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S as well. They are okay. literally done. No more being made. No more being made at the end of last year. Okay. That's it. No. No more. But. That doesn't surprise me, because, like, at some point, you stop making them. There are no more NESs being made. Well, you say that, but then after Microsoft confirmed that they were done, no more new Xbox One consoles, Sony came out and said, actually, you know what? We're going to keep the PS4 still going. Because you can't get a PS5. No, literally, that's why Sony is continuing PS4 production. Yes. In fact, they said they were going to ramp up PS4 production because PS5s are so hard to come by. I find this hilarious. Reseller prices on sites like StockX continue to slip. For a PS5, the recent peak for sales prices came at early November at $811, well, because of the holidays. But the systems are currently moving for $638. $638 for a PS5 right now from a reseller. I mean, that's not much more than retail. No, that's true. After you pay, you know, sales tax and, like, buy an accessory or two... Do you know how much the PS5 controllers fucking are? What, 60 bucks? Keep going. Wait, higher than 60 bucks for a controller? Go look. PlayStation 5 DualSense controller. Oh, you could buy it in purple, pink, or blue now. If you can find them. 75 frickin' bucks? Yep. What the frack? Cable not included either. <laughs> yep. I love that. Cable not... Does, does Mad Cats even have a PS5 controller or no? I have no idea. <clears throat> I wouldn't buy it if it did, though. Uh, it doesn't look like they have. Looks like they're just computer stuff now. It's too hard to make the modern controllers, especially the Sony ones, because they've got like that whole touch region... Oh, here we go. Back in December 7th, December 7th, somebody finally announced that they were making a third-party PS5 controller. Scuff. S-C-U-F. Fuck. S-C-U-F? Yes. That's a terrible name for a company. (laughs) The Scuff Reflex line is available now with the baseline controller costing $200. Okay, that doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> oh, you have swappable thumbsticks and a removable set of back control paddles. So this is for, like, pro gamers. Who yes. Who need the, like, 
microsecond response time. Okay, so yeah, so those programmable buttons on the back. Okay, but yeah, no, you you always remember like going to like that's what I did was just when the PS2 was like, shoot, I need another controller. <laughs> I'm gonna buy the Mad Cats one. Mm-hmm. Thing was made out of cheap plastic, but it was a controller and it worked. Yeah, mostly worked. So yeah, so Xbox One can't get any more. PS4, you can. PS5s, you can't. That's because they're all sold out. <clears throat> For what it's worth, like I, my, I did get a PS5. It is possible to get them. It just takes time to do so. Yeah, it's like those people you see on Reddit talking about. Oh man, I picked up this arcade one up from Walmart for cheap, and it's like, well, yes, because you were able to literally at the drop of a hat, you know, get an alert from Bricklink or something, and then drive over to Walmart and pick it up. Yeah, it just takes time and effort dedication yeah and a certain level of income to you know be able to have that flexibility so ps5 still being made ps4 still being made but what's interesting is like they're gonna stop making games for the ps4 right i do believe so newer games they're not gonna reverse like they're not gonna build them for ps4 sorry i thought isaac was talking for a second but i'm not sure not a problem he also seems to have covered himself in the blanket so i can't actually see anything (laughs) He's hiding from you, Andy. The the blanket is also the same color as the bed, so in the night vision, it just looks the same. So what else we got here on uh, topics? On our topic list, uh, something going on with Legos and Blizzard. Yeah, because Legos was supposed to have an Overwatch 2 set come out. Yeah. Which Lego said, you know what, we're currently reviewing our partnership with Activision Blizzard. <laughs> so... <laughs> We're going to pause the release. We're not sure we actually want our brand associated with yours. Can you imagine that? That your brand has gotten so toxic that other companies are like, we actually don't want to be associated with you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that now, bad. Now, it's, it's Lego. So, like, they're very careful about their brand. Yes. That's, that's like, the entry level, like, actually, you might be having problems. I'm trying to think of a brand where, like, if you, you know you're in trouble when X brand doesn't want to be associated with your brand. What, what are some really bad ones for that? Uh, Playboy. <laughs> if Playboy you goes... You are in trouble. You know what? See, but I, I think Playboy would actually prefer to keep, like, as, as clean as possible for Playboy. That's true, yes, because they, they're sophisticated like that. Right, but there's got to be, like, a tabloid or something where, like, you know, if, if that, that publication doesn't want a part uh, of you... Like, National Enquirer? Trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If the National Enquirer says, you know what, nope, we're the, nope, that's not for us, you're in trouble. There've got to be other better ones than the National Enquirer. I'm that was the that was the first tabloid. Yeah, that just popped in my head. Donald Trump. <laughs> well, no, because that actually might be a good thing. Yeah. So I mean, that's good for Lego that they're well, not good for the company. It's it's something that makes me happy that the company is taking a stance and saying like, you know what, maybe not. Is this going to change anything with Activision? Probably not. Has has anything changed with Activision so far? They got uh, they they took care of the um, the nursing mothers theoretically. <laughs> 
It's here we go. It's just been over a month since Activision and Blizzard employees went on strike. Activision Blizzard employees say leadership remains radio silent over requests to meet with striking workers. So yeah. Um, what else do we have? I mean, goddamn, Bobby Kotick. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm looking at this thing here. It's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Oh, just, yeah, Activision. Yeah, leaves a bad. T- it's too bad. Like the games are good. <laughs> It leaves a bad taste in your like, mouth, like horseradish vodka. Like horseradish vodka and Mountain Dew. Andy, I see what you did there. I know where you're going. Ah. No. <laughs> also, you're mixing a stimulant with a depressant, and you know you're not supposed to do that. No comment, huh? Nope. Okay. It's like, yes, you did. You are correct on that. But then, I've, you know, the horseradish is also, I don't know, is that a stimulant? It's not really a stimulant. It's horseradish? A- uh, it probably is in the same way that, like, ginger can be a stimulant. But probably not the way you're ingesting it. Horseradish is also a stimulant, diuretic, diaphoretic, rubefacient, and antiseptic. Being a gastric stimulant, it is good with rich or fatty ingestible foods. They stimulate the circulation and raise body temperature. Here we go. Okay. Well, there we go. Raising body temperature. It won't feel so cold. Actually, it would feel colder. Yeah. Oh, because I'd be warmer? Yeah. Well, if I'm wearing this sweater and I'm warmer, then you know. Yep. The the sweater will be trapping the heat in like it's supposed to do. Um, Let's see what else we got on here. Um... Oh, do you want to talk about the $12.7 billion elephant in the room? $12.7 billion elephant in the room. Yes. Did did, did you not hear about this? Nope. Take two is going to acquire Zynga. That's a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like, can we say buying something that's past its prime? What the hell are they getting with Zynga? Mobile gaming. From what, Andy? Name me. Don't look. Don't look. Do not look. All right. Name me three Zynga games. <sighs> three Zynga games. Uh, Harry Potter, Puzzles and Spells. Uh, Empires and Puzzles. I remember that one. And a third one. Uh, Words with Friends. Zynga Poker. Two other ones there. When's the last time you played any of these? When did I play any of these? Never. Or anyone that you know. Here we go. For most recently reported quarter, Zynga reported revenues of $705 million. Mm-hmm. So it would take 20 years to have a revenue of $12.7 billion. <laughs> The firm posted net losses of $42 million, much less than the forecasted mm-hmm. $110 million. <laughs> So, yeah. So, again, I ask, what the hell does take two want with zynga and why did they pay 12.7 billion what was billion dollars yeah what's what's their current stock price at not that high the article it says says the transaction represents a 64 percent premium to zynga's closing share price (laughs) okay that's funny because remember um Remember when Take-Two wanted to buy Codemasters for their racing games, and then EA basically stepped in and said, we'll pay you more? Not specifically, but it sounds like something EA would do. Uh, Take-Two wanted to buy Codemasters for 11% over the studio share price. 
And EA came in and it's like, we'll do 15. Uh, at 37%, actually. 37%? Yes. EA paid 37% over. Good Lord. Yes. And at that time, Take-Two said, that's dumb. Why would you pay so much? Yep. And then out of the blue, they say, oh, we're going to buy Zynga at 64% above their stock price. They didn't want to get beaten by EA again. This is so gross, man. It's I, so I gross. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> is it to, because they they know that you know maybe mobile gaming is the future, and they they rather than do it themselves, they just bought somebody who has. But like, what do they have that would help? It's not like they have any more knowledge about no, like mobile platforms than the people that Take Two is going to hire anyway. Uh, they have. A game called Star Wars Hunters coming out? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I got nothing, man. I got nothing on this. This is so weird to me and so out of the blue. Yeah. <laughs> Last forecast for 2021 called for revenues of $2.78 and a net loss of $97 million. It just so yeah, seems e- like such a bad idea. <laughs> so yeah, even if Take-Two is somehow able to stop $97 million of bleeding... And just get them to hemorrhaging. Yeah. Hemorrhaging. Yeah. Something, something does not seem like it's adding up properly. I honestly think it was a take two is like, okay, we need something for mobile gaming. Can we do it ourselves? No. Who do we know that can? (laughs) Who do we know that can? I maybe, I don't know, man. It still seems just really weird. That is indeed a $12.7 billion elephant in the room. I'm so confused. Is, are they still publishing Grand Theft Auto games, or is that entirely through Rockstar? I don't know. Granted, Grand Theft Auto V came out eight years ago. Oh my god. Yep. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so Take-Two owns Rockstar, and Rockstar is the publisher, so Take-Two technically... Technically is publishing. Yes. Okay. So, the question is, is are they looking at trying to do a mobile... GTA Online? No. No? No. I doubt it. I thoroughly, thoroughly doubt it. I don't know what they're trying to do, but I they're I think they're doing a bad idea and a bad job with it. I I, I feel like they're gonna take GTA five and they're gonna try and do GTA online for mobile. Mobile? Yeah. Because they have GTA online. Yes. They're gonna they're gonna do it mobile and rather than try it themselves, they're gonna like, okay, these guys know how to do but granted, Zynga doesn't really do the PUBG and the Fortnite mobile. No, they do fucking Farmville. <laughs> hey, Farmville three just got released. By Zynga? Yeah. Okay. I wonder what, what changes they've made to Farmville. I don't know. That necessitated a Farmville 3. <clears throat> God damn, Zynga. <sighs> All right. Uh, what else we want to hit? What should we talk about? Oh, uh, dear. There's what? something that says auction results. Yes. I think I know what auction that refers to, and I'm not sure I want to spend the time on it, but Andy, this, what this were the was auction the, results? This was the 3.45 gigahertz auction. Okay. Um, That's the, the like, 5G One of the spectrum. 5G possible bands. Okay. Um, and? The big spenders, AT&T. Yep. 
Verizon. No. Nope. No, uh, for, not Verizon. Not Comcast. AT&T. Yep. Who is number two? Uh, I mean, T-Mobile doesn't have the money for it. No, they spent. T-Mobile spent at not as much. Did they? A- they AT&T. Are two. A- no, yeah. they're not. They're number three. Okay. AT&T and is number T-Mobile one. T-Mobile is number three. AT&T. AT&T uh, spent nine billion. Well, a little over dish. nine billion. AT&T is Dish, right? No, no. AT&T is Uverse. So Dish? Dish. Dish is number two. Oh, I got there eventually. Dish spent $7.3 billion. They don't even do cellular networks, though, right? Like, they're they're hoping to have that spectrum for their satellites? No, it's not, it's not in the satellite spectrum range. The, it's not yeah, in the KU band. Yeah, so why band. is Dish asking for this? Why are they trying to spend money on this? I'm so confused about what they're trying to get from this. Who, who did, did T-Mobile, T-Mobile sp- sp- spun off Boost, right? Maybe. Who did who did they sell Boost to? They sold Boost to Dish. That's what it is. They sold Boost off to Dish. So this is Dish trying to make use of that. Yes. And I, Andy, this is getting so inside baseball, and you know how I feel about baseball. It's still seven point three billion dollars. Verizon actually just basically dropped out after 10 rounds. They said, nope, we're done. This is too expensive for us. Yeah, because they spent so much. How bad is it when it's too expensive for Verizon? Well, because they spent so heavily in the last auction for the C-band auction. Isn't this the C-band auction? No, no, no. The C-band... Uh, What's frequency spectrum is the C-band? 3,700 megahertz is C-band. Okay. And this so, is 3.4 gigahertz. Yes, this is 3.4 gigahertz. This is 10 times the waves per second. Yes. Um, the I'm the problem so... with this was, though, um, this was all uh, frequencies owned by the Department of Defense. For the use in communications? Yes. Okay. Well, actually, uh, radar, if I remember correctly. I think that's what the Department of Defense uses this frequency range for. I'd have now to. I, they I, they don't need to. Like, don't don't we still have radars? I y- yes, but I guess we don't need as much. I got um, nothing, Andy. This is so far beyond me at this point. What are the consequences of this? What are the results of this auction? The results of this AT&T auction. AT and T wins big. Yes. Verizon stayed out of it. Their, Verizon is basically counting on the C-band, their C-band auction winnings to push them through with 5G. AT&T okay. kind of hedged their bets. They got a little bit of the C-band. They got a lot. They literally basically have a license now for every single... I think if I look at the AT&T map, they literally covered the entire country. With the 300 or the 3 point whatever gigahertz. Yeah, the, in the 3 gigahertz range. They literally covered okay. the current country. They have licenses now for everywhere for 3 gigahertz. So they could build a nationwide 3 gigahertz 5G network. Yes. T-Mobile, you know, T-Mobile kind of split their bets. They had some previous stuff before C-Band. They didn't really go heavy into the C-Band auction, but they went... They kind of they they were very picky with this one. If you the T-Mobile auction, basically they went for the high population areas. So you you okay. know right around New York. Question. Yes. Didn't we talk on this show about how the antenna for five G, especially the ones at the high frequency range, are very short distance? Yes, that's why T-Mobile went for high population areas. AT and T right just went across the so, board. So what's AT and T going to do? Like they can't put a, a phone pole every five hundred feet 
They're going to try it, maybe. That's what they're going to have to do. <laughs> With what? You you can't. That would be so many new antenna around mm-hmm. the country. Yeah, which was part of the back when um, Ajit Pai was in charge. The cell carriers were pushing to try and change the rules for the requirements for licensing and all the other hoops that you have to jump through to put up a cell tower. They wanted to basically scrap those as much as possible because they saw things like this where they were going to have to put up, on a scale of 1 to 10, a shit ton of towers. (laughs) We have our episode title somewhere in there. There's so many things in this thing that we could pick as a title. Just, yep. it's, it's just a plethora of... Horseradish vodka. <laughs> Which, uh, you know what horseradish vodka sounds like? A password. <laughs> That's a capital H, zero, R. Hey, Vatican Andy, what's cameo. your Wi-Fi password? Horseradish vodka? Is that one word or two words? <laughs> Laura just texted me. It says horseradish vodka sounds like the next Fox COVID cure. <laughs> Forget horse medication. You want horseradish vodka. It'll kill the coronavirus. You just got to swish it around in your mouth like mouthwash. Yep. Don't even need to spit it out. So yeah, so $21.8 billion in this auction. Majority of that spent by AT&T and DISH. And they still have to deal with the Department of Defense. So this is not going to be a, a, a quick turnaround before they can actually use the spectrum. I mean, I'm sure they're all, like, at this point, these companies are quite used to dealing with the government. Yes. When you're in an industry that is as heavily regulated, although it really could be regulated significantly more, mm-hmm. uh, as the telecom industry. Got $2.8 billion to cover half of America. T-Mobile's payment on that one. Yeah. Half by area or by population? Uh, population. Okay. Population covered by T-Mobile, uh, 170 million people. So actually 55% of the population. Cool. So. Significantly fewer than, uh, what's his name? Lindell says he has proof <laughs> that they should go to jail for life. Over 300 million? I'm sitting there thinking, wait, last numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Three, Wait, just, 300 million people. We we have evidence that 300... Mike Lindell, evidence that we have 300 million people should be going to jail. What? What? <laughs> if if 300, 300 million people were cheating, I feel like they should just vote, and that would be, you know, enough. How many people voted in the last presidential election? I don't actually remember. I'll give you a hint. Trump made a big deal about getting about 76 million votes. So let's call it about 150 million people voted. So twice as many people committed voter fraud as voted. (laughs) 300 million people is literally every American citizen above the age of seven. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I laugh. But then I also cry because I still remember that how many Republicans voted against certifying the election results of Arizona and Pennsylvania? Too many. Too many is the answer. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, the government website for ordering free COVID tests is going to open up on Monday. Hey, how quickly will it crash? I don't know. I, I wish I could start a, like, a betting pool right now for how quickly will it take to crash that site. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's going to be half a, half a billion tests. Each household can order free four for free at home COVID-19 tests. Okay. This does not change based on how many people live in the house. Nope. So, but that, but that, wait. But I have friends who have like many kids. Mm -hmm. And four free tests for them is very different than four free tests for me. Because I have like two people in my household. The United States Postal Service is leading both the distribution of the tests and the development of the website. Okay. They're saying we're taking our website launch very seriously. We didn't start from scratch. Good. They're also getting help from the United States Digital Service, which uh, runs healthcare.gov. So we'll see how that goes. We shall see how this goes. Um, Let's see. The FCC passed rules for uh, new broadband subsidies. For low-income households, yeah. So that's going to be telecoms actually have to show that they like are following through. Yeah, there are there are more stricter rules for the ISPs. Yeah, so it's, well, no shit. I know because it's not <laughs> Ajit Pai in charge anymore. It should be stricter because yeah. they said they'd do something and then didn't do it, and we've got no recourse. So that got uh, passed. So but... new rules for that one, and yep. Comcast. Uh, because they have to, you know, officially file like lobbyists. Okay. Um, uh, they hired a new lobbyist specifically just for trying to torpedo Gigi San's nomination to the FCC. Son of a bitch. That is literally it. The lobbying disclosure, which was filed with Congress, lists one specific lobbying issue. FCC nominations. That's it. Wow. <laughs> An amended version was filed about 11 hours later, deleting FCC nominations and replacing it with telecommunications policy. Wow. Someone got fired. (laughs) Somebody asked Comcast about it, and they said, we don't comment on lobby filings, and said, as you note, the firm filed a corrected filing. Yeah. That was it. (laughs) Yeah. God damn Comcast. So yeah, somebody somebody forgot to, you know, say the quiet part quiet. And instead said the quiet part <laughs> they loud. Said the quiet part out loud. Uh, so what's this uh, this person working towards? Uh, just stopping the FCC from, you know, nominating someone so that they can start voting on shit. God damn. Thanks, Comcast. Uh, and other right. notes another uh, notes about the nomination. A Commerce yeah. Committee spokesperson said the committee may vote on her nomination during the week of January 24th. Hey, that's coming up. So hopefully <clears throat> this Comcast lobbyist guy has got to work fast. I mean, it doesn't take very long to call a couple congressmen and yep. say, we'll give you X amount of money if you vote no. <laughs> we're going to we're going to withhold this unless you do us a favor. Oh wait, yeah. that was the president. Sorry. Yeah. You got to do us a favor though. Um GameStop announced that they were going to include NFTs in something. I don't even know. I've I <laughs> NFTs and crypto are like Mary Kay 
for white guys. I saw the same Facebook post, Andy. Yeah, and it makes sense. It's it's you're going to get in before people understand what's going on. You're going to make some money and you're going to get out before people understand what's going on. Yep. Somebody's going to be left holding a bag and it's not even going to be a real bag. It's going to be a link to a picture of a bag. It's a link to a digital picture of a bag. It's going to be like beanie babies all over again. Request to be a creator on the GameStop NFT marketplace. (laughs) I don't think I want to do this. I don't think I want to do this at all. I do not want to be a part of this. NFTs are so destructive to the environment and to society and the economy. And just this is terrible. This is dumb. This is dumb, Andy. I see. It's I see. Stupid. I see posts on CNBC about people like, oh, hey, this teen's making money doing NFTs. And I'm like, that's great. But could we turn could we sell NFTs of all of our episodes? I don't know. Andy, we have 709 <laughs> possible NFTs. Yeah, even if we sold it for a dollar, just sell it for a dollar. Yeah, we could even like say like if you buy the NFT, we'll put your name on the uh, episode page. You're getting more value than you'd normally get for an NFT. Yeah, Uh, we should probably wrap this up, though. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Randoms. Yeah. Review. My review. Yeah. I am reviewing the LASIK Vision Institute. Andy, did you get LASIK? I did. Do you know when I got LASIK? When did you get LASIK? Back in September. Wow. I had been sitting. And you kept it a secret. Yes. This long. Yes. Cool. All right, well, let's hear the review. Um, Laura is insanely jealous, by the way. She's now staring at me and by proxy staring at you. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, no, I... Having two kids... They were just destroying both Kate and I glasses. Um, and I'm like, well, shoot. And like, how much is LASIK? So I, you know, I... Uh, About $3,000, I think. Uh, this one out the door, 3658 for mine. Okay. Uh, I picked the LASIK Vision Institute because that was what my eye insurance said. Hey... If you're thinking about LASIK, go with these guys. I'm like, well, shoot. <laughs> if something goes wrong, if my eye insurance tells me to go to these guys, you know, I'll, I'll go to those guys. Uh, they were actually up in Grand Rapids. So I had to go up for a uh, original consultation um, where they they explained the process to me and said, okay, you know, are you sure this is what you want to do? And then I, I had to go in and actually get my eyes tested because it uh, literally, um, they, they, cut open your cornea basically and shave away bits using a laser and then they close your cornea up again so if your cornea is too thin then they can't actually do anything because they literally are removing things mm-hmm. <clears throat> but i i went in for a test for that that took about like an hour they tested my vision they you know explained to me because i have a lazy eye um that i'm not gonna have uh 20 20 vision in my left eye because that's the lazy one. Okay. Because it, my lazy eye is actually, no joke, a neurological disorder rather than an actual physical problem with the eye. Hmm. So, you know, physically fixing my eye is not going to fix my neurological fix your eye. Yeah. Yeah. But they could get me up to my prescription level, which is okay. 2020 in my right eye. Uh, 2015 in my left, if I'm doing the numbers right. I can never remember. Yeah, okay. I can't. Cool. But, yeah. So I, yeah, 15 for me, 20 for everybody else. Um, 
So then, you know, they walk me through the whole process. So I, Kate dropped me off because they don't want you to drive yourself home after the operation. Makes sense. Yeah. Kate dropped me off there. She left to go get lunch. Um, And before the pizza was even done cooking, I was basically already done with the operation. They came in, they sat me down. (laughs) This place was like a well-oiled machine. It was, they had four rooms. They were just bing, bing, bing. I mean, bing. when you do literally the same surgery dozens of times a day. Yeah. I it imagine would, that it, it goes pretty smoothly. Yeah. And, they, <clears throat> you know, they just came in there. They did my things. They think that they just like, okay, you know, just keep your eyes closed. And, you know, I just basically, yeah, I came home, kept my eyes closed, slept for a bit. And then when I woke up, things were still a little blurry and fuzzy. But, mm-hmm. you know, the next morning, I'm like, I can see. This is crazy. You know, I, I we tried to go to bed and I, you know, pretended to take off my glasses. I'm like, wait a second. I don't have to do that anymore. They aren't there. They aren't there. They don't need to be there. Um, I had to do lots of drops for about two weeks and then some other drops mm-hmm. for about a month. Wore an eye shield for sleeping for about two weeks. That was annoying as hell. But last thing I want to do is you know, rub my eyes while I'm sleeping. And uh, beyond that, no, I haven't, you know, it's it's been fine. I, I can say the two things, though. Um, my low light vision feels still a little fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Like trying to focus on things in low light is hard to do. Um, and then uh, I get the halo effect with oncoming traffic lights. Or if there's a bright light in the darkness, it's kind of got like a halo around it or a starburst is what other people call it. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people say that disappears after about six months and I'm only, you know, three months in. So we'll we'll check again in March. Yeah, no, I've I've had no problem reading. I've had no problems on the computers. I it it I do tend to have some dry eye more often than what I used to. But is that literally just because there's nothing in front of your eyes trapping the air there? Well, you um when they cut the the cornea, they um they sever some nerves on your eye. Ah, okay. So you you lose you actually lose some nerve endings because they're literally they're literally cut by a laser. Yeah. So your eye can't, you know, tell as much as it used to. But yeah, outside of the dry eye and the the night brightness starburst thing, it's been it's been fine. That's awesome, and congratulations. Thank you. So yes, no, it it was you know pe- some people are like, oh, you're gonna have to have glasses in a few years, and I'm like, I was already wearing glasses. If this still gets me, you know, a decade or two decades without glasses, that's great. Especially with my uh, lazy eye being stuck at 2015, I was spending over $200 a year on uh, glasses and lenses. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because the, the eye insurance was covering the basic plastic lenses, but my because my eye was so bad with the lazy eye, the uh, lens thickness would require me to get some of the, the higher priced lenses. Yeah. And so that wasn't covered by the basic eye insurance, so I would actually have to pay more out of pocket. So yeah, it was around that price range out of pocket every time I wanted a new pair of glasses. Ouch. Yeah. So now I don't have to worry about that anymore. No, at least not for some time. Yep. Well, that's really cool, man. That's really, really cool. Congratulations. So yeah, no, um, Kate's thinking about getting it too. Um, mm. but she's probably going to try somebody a little bit more local so she doesn't have to drive up and back from Grand Rapids a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, the, the insurance tells me to go to these guys. Go to those guys. Yep. I'm going to go Makes to those sense. guys. Yeah. And they, they, if you really, really want to, and you're, you know, you're really scared. I don't know why you would be really scared. Um, uh, you can actually do it one eye at a time if you really want to. Oh, that would be so disorienting, though. I know. <laughs> 
And I'm like, that what? I'm going to so walk exciting. around with a monocle for <laughs> for five months, five, five, six months, walking around with a monocle to be like, mm. I mean, you could be pretty badass with a monocle, maybe, or I could just try and look like Mister Binopoly. Yep. But yeah, no, it like I said, it was just under four thousand for these guys. So okay. Very cool, Andy. Congratulations. So there you go. I like it. So It would be really weird seeing you without glasses. Which is funny. I, I didn't tell anybody because I wanted to see how the families were going to react. Yeah. And um, I actually had stopped in to pick up some stuff from Carrie's house in September. She didn't say a word to me the whole time. <clears throat> and then uh, I stopped uh, one time when Isaac was out of, he was out of daycare because of COVID. Uh, we went to Ikea to pick up some stuff for his room. And she saw me then. She's like, oh, so you're doing contacts? And I'm like, no. She's like, oh. But yeah, I was sitting there going like, yeah, you saw me last time without these. She's like, I, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. So I was, I was like hoping for like somebody was going to know. But yeah, nobody really noticed. Nobody's at work. So, I've, had, I've had one person at work ask me about it. One. So you, you, you want to know the, the opposite story? I got glasses as the pandemic hit and not a single person at work commented. I mean, people who had known me for five years, six years had never seen me wore a pair of glasses. And all of a sudden I'm showing up on Zoom meetings with glasses. <laughs> Not a single person said anything. Like, no one commented. I was so sad. I was so disappointed. Because I'm like, I actually, like, got, I went and got glasses. Like, I, I, sucked, it, I sucked it up and I said, that's it. The, I think the fact that it was at the pandemic's start contributed to that. Mm. Because, like, it, it was in late March, early April that we went and, like, got our eyes checked and went and bought glasses. And so I think we got them shipped to it. Like, it was early enough in the pandemic that the store called us and said, Hey, instead of you coming to pick these up, we're just going to ship them to you. <laughs> that's That's how early on this was. So... Cool. Congratulations, though. That's really awesome, and and I'm super excited to see it. And Laura is, I'm sure, uh, hoping to ask tons and tons of questions about it. We were actually talking about doing it for her this year. Well, um, yeah, if she's got questions, I've got answers. And, yeah, Kate's going to probably do it once the weather gets better. Cool. We'll go from there. All right, yeah. so random, random topic. topic. Yes, rolled ahead of time. This is a Aaron Hansowitz question, which, by the way, happy birthday, Mr. Hansowitz. Happy birthday, Hans! Woo! Rolled ahead of time. Which one of your parents is your favorite? The opposite question of which of your kids is your favorite. Which of your parents is your favorite? Which of your parents is your favorite? Which this is actually pretty easy for me because I only have one parent left. That's one way to look at it. Okay. That's also not actually an answer. You haven't said anything well, I only have about one. whether it is your dad that is your favorite by virtue of being the one that's left. Which one of your parents is your favorite? Well, the one that's still alive. Okay, so your dad is your favorite. Yes. Got it. Okay. Um, damn, I don't know, man. That's, that's a tough call. I don't know that I can make that call. Similar to who's your Which, favorite yeah. kid. Who's your favorite kid? Like, I, I can't make that call. Like... They're both better for different things. Oh, yeah. No, that's very true. Like, 
when I'm, yeah, no, they are, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those, yeah, if they were both alive, that'd be hard to do because, yes, they were different yet similar, but, yeah, trying to figure out which one at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Laura is suggesting, by the way, if we do make an NFT of our different episodes, that this episode should be gifted to Aaron (laughs) as a birthday gift. So, Aaron, if we make NFTs of our episodes, you get this one for free. There we go. Um, All right. I think that's probably that. Yeah, but we're, 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 I'm, my, my horseradish vodka I'm due is empty now, so I'm, I'm running out of steam. Go to bed. Yep, that, <laughs> go to bed. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.